when he saw the winds bo- wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, somebody say immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And, the, and then, then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, O of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Amen. I'm going to talk for just a little, preach to just a little while tonight on the subject of this. This is my title. Amen. Wave walking. Amen. Wave walking. Amen. If you're going to help me preach, I need you to just put your hands together. Amen. Now we had it we had it revved up to a crescendo just a few moments ago. Can we get excited about the word of God tonight? Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your word, God. Lord, it's a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. God, help us, Lord. Lord, help us, our hearts and our minds and our spirits to receive it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's anybody in the house that would love to do a little bit of that wave walking tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I know it may sound just a little bit silly to some, but I believe that God wants to let somebody's eyes be opened in this hour to the potential that they can possess in Him. Amen. Come on, I don't believe that there are any accidents according to the Scripture. Amen. I don't believe in accidents. I believe that things are divinely orchestrated and divinely aligned. Amen. I don't believe there's any accidents recorded in the Bible. I believe that God had a plan and he had a purpose for these disciples, for everything that they were going through. He had a plan. He had a purpose. He had it all laid out, mapped out, thought it out. Amen. I may be wrong, but I don't believe that the God of all the universe accidentally sent his disciples out into the lake to be caught in the midst of a storm can I get an amen from somebody but I believe that he knew exactly what was going on in their life come on he knew exactly what was about to take place in their life come on the scripture says when they were in the midst of the sea that the, that the sea that the wind began to be contrary to them come on and they begin to be tossed about by the by the winds amen has anybody ever had some contrary winds begin to blow in your life amen has anybody had any controversy ever come to your life that word contrary is the same root word where we get the word controversy has anybody ever had any controversy in your life rock your boat amen come on has you ever had it cause you to be in despair come on have you ever had anything begin to blow in your life that said hey God I'm not sure exactly why you got me in the middle of this I'm not sure why you sent me out here I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing here but Lord I'm just walking by faith come on I'm just walking in obedience mighty God and I'm ready Lord to see what you've got for me next Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. I figured out just a few things about living for God in my short time here, my short tenure here on this earth. Come on. In my short walk with him, I figured out storms never come at a convenient time. Can I get an amen from somebody? They always come at the most inopportune time. When you're least expected, 
when you're least ready to handle it, when you're least able to cope with it and deal with it in your flesh, that's when you're beginning, that's when the storms of life are going to begin to blow. Amen. Come on, that's when they're going to begin to be things that are going to come into your into your walk with God that are going to begin to challenge your faith and they're going to begin to challenge your anointing. They're going to begin to challenge your calling. They're going to begin to cause you to challenge your purpose. Amen. Has anybody ever went through a storm and said, God, do I really have what it takes? God, do I really? God, are you really here with me? God, are you even hearing my prayers? Lord, have you even heard a word I've been saying lately? Come on, when you're least expected, when you're least able to defend yourself against it, when you're the most vulnerable is when the storms of life, they're going to come and they're going to begin to rock your boat. Hallelujah. It was when they were in the middle of the in the middle of the sea. The wind that began to make the waves, that began to rock their boat. I'm preaching to somebody. Controversy and contrary winds are going to come in your life. As long as we are alive in the flesh, there's always going to be some kind of controversy rocking the church. Rocking your walk with God. Trying to impede your mission that you have from the master. Somebody say, I come on a mission from the master. Come on, he put me on this course. He set my directive. He told me where to go. I'm walking. I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm going forward according to his plan. Come on, just because you run into trials, just because you run into storms, doesn't mean you're not on the right path. But sometimes, sometimes, come on, God is trying your faith to see what you're made out of in the storm. Jesus had told them to go across to the other side. They were in the midst of the tempest because they were being obedient. Anybody ever felt like you was in a storm because you walked in obedience? I've felt a lot of times that because I was walked in disobedience that I was in a storm in my life. Amen. But it also happens that sometimes when you're walking in obedience, storms can come in your life. Can I get an amen from somebody? Hallelujah. I would love to know how many times the enemy tried to convince Christians throughout the years that they made a mistake because they ran into a storm while acting in obedience to the master's voice. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. There's, there's a lot of young men and young women here that are doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing. You're living for God. But it seems like that there's some things that are fighting against you. Come on, it seems like there's some things that are contrary, that are, that are, that are trying to, to make you lose ground, to try to push you back in the direction that you came. But I'm here to tell you tonight that you don't have to worry or have to despair because even though he's not in the boat with you, he knows exactly where you are come on I, I would just love to know come on when I'm looking through it through the mind of a man I wonder how did he walk out in the midst of that storm when the wind was blowing and he in the middle of the night in the pitch black darkness with the waves blowing him all about and he walked across that water and walked up on those men in the darkness in the midst of that storm come on and they began to cry out they said oh my lord it's a spirit it's a ghost and he said fear not be of good cheer be not afraid come on I'm talking to somebody 
somebody just when you think that it couldn't get any worse. Come on, God's going to show up in your life. He's going to say, be of good cheer. I'm here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to somebody tonight that's doing their best living for God, but it seems like you got something fighting you. I'd just like to say, welcome to the club. Punch your neighbor and say, welcome to the club. There's not one person sitting on these pews that's devoid of problems in their life. Everybody's got things that they're facing. Everything's got situation. Everybody has situations that they are dealing with. Don't let the devil isolate you. Don't let him get you alone by yourself and begin to beat you up and to work on you, saying you're not worthy. You're not even doing it right. Come on, you're a failure. You're a fraud. You're a hypocrite. You should just give up. You should just quit trying. Come on, it's when you're in the midst of the storm that you need to let your faith come on be rock solid come on young Christian it's in the midst of the storm that you need to let your faith become rock solid come on whenever the trial when the trials are coming when the situations are happening in your life it's okay come on if the wind is blowing and the waves are boisterous come on if the wind's blowing boy and the waves are boisterous come on because we've got the wave walker in our midst we've got the king of kings the lord of lords Come on, that leopard cleansing man from Galilee is in our midst tonight. God is on our side and he knows exactly where we are. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise. Give him some praise. Come on, somebody say, thank the Lord that he knows where I am. Thank the Lord that he knows what I'm going through. Thank the Lord that he sees me in my circumstance. Lord, that he, had, that he can deliver me from my dilemma. Hallelujah. Mighty God. If you're going to live for God, the very nature of living for God in the midst of a perverse, wicked world, it's going to be tough. In the very midst, in the very nature of living for God, it's trying to keep this fallen, sinful flesh under submission. Amen? It's, it, it takes work. It takes sacrifice. It takes persistence. Amen? To live for God. Come on, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Ain't that right, Brother Matt? Everybody would be doing it. If it was easy... Oh, I just want something easy. I just want to just barely get in the gates, Lord. Lord, I don't want any persecution. I don't want any hardships. I don't want any sacrifice. No, don't let anybody hurt my feelings or I'll just quit living for God. If they tell me something I don't like, God, it's your fault. I'm going to give up on you, God. If they get my parking spot, if they don't shake my hand, if they don't if they don't answer me quick enough on Facebook, if you sit in that Lord, if they sit in my seat, God, look, we got a big church. Amen. Has anybody noticed? Plenty of room. Find somewhere else to sit. 
If you're going to be a worshiper, it really don't matter where you where, which, where your location is. Amen? You can worship God. If you're going to be standing up 75% of the service, it don't matter where you sit. Amen? Come on, living for God is not always going to be a pleasure cruise. Can I get an amen from somebody? Sometimes, look at your neighbor and say, sometimes this might get a little bit rough. Hallelujah. I better quit meddling. Amen. I went from preaching to meddling, didn't I? <laughs> Hallelujah. The disciples did not turn back when they got in the midst of the sea. You know, sometimes when we get out there, it's just as easy to keep on going forward as it is to turn back. Come on, when you get out there, it's just as easy just to say, God, I'm just going to keep pressing on. Lord, I'm just going to keep moving forward. God, I'm not going to let this little tempest that the world is throwing at me, God. Lord, I'm not going to let it blow me, Lord, back to where I came from. But, Lord, I'm going to, Lord, be victorious. I'm going to conquer it. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to toil. Let me tell you something. If they were in that ship, and I'm not a great mariner, but if they were in that ship and it was nighttime and the wind was blowing so bad that it was that I think it was, the word in the Greek that they were—it says that they the, the word the word in the Greek said it was one of the when the translation is baptizano, it means it was coming over in the boat was how big the waves were. Anybody ever been in the boat in, at night in the in the rain in the dark before? It's pretty scary. Hmm. If you don't have religion, you will find religion. Ain't that right? Somebody can testify. Where's Brother Marvin at tonight? Hallelujah. They had to work at it. The Lord told them to cross this lake. It's somewhere along the way. It quit being easy. And they had to work at it. Anybody ever rowed a boat before? Row, row, row your boat. <laughs> Got the kids' attention. Now, I don't go to the gym much, but sometimes when I do go, there's people in there on this, on this rowing machine. And that's hard, hard work. Ain't that right, Sister Alexander? It's hard, hard work. Well, Lord, I thought this was just going to, Lord, you, you just, Lord, we were just part of your elite crew, God. Lord, we were just part of your ministry staff. Let me talk to the young ministers here, or people that are aspiring to be young ministers. You want to know what ministry is about? It's a four-letter word, W-O-R-K. That's what it's about. This is about 5% of what goes on in ministry. People think all the preacher does is just, he preaches just, all he works is an hour, two hours a week, you know, just Sundays and then Wednesdays, and he just plays golf and hunts and fishes and just does whatever he wants to do all the rest of the time. Yeah, eats fried chicken. I try to stay away from that because I do like fried chicken. <laughs> Work in the kingdom. Lord, I thought it was just going to be a little pleasure cruise. I just saw you divide the loaves and the fishes. Lord, we, 
We got it made. These people love us. Amen. Lord said, I, Lord said, I need you to row this boat across this, this sea of Galilee here. Maybe, I don't, I don't have Bible for this, but this is just me. Maybe the Lord was giving them a lesson in leadership. Okay, yeah, you got too excited here. Now, here, go row across the Sea of Galilee. That's where the next miracles are going to happen. The miracles were going to happen on the other side, but it was a transition period from when the miracles, the loaves and the fishes were taking place on one side of the lake of the Sea of Galilee to the next place that they had to go. Sometimes we say, well, God, we want you to take us to the next dimension. God, we want to see it happen. Lord, we want to see a thousand people in this building. We do. We do want all that. But between the loaves and the fishes and the miracle of people touching the hem of his garment and being healed on the other side of the, of the sea, there was a transition period that took place there was some hard work that took place. There was some things that they had to they had to have a gut check, so to speak. They had to understand, hey, this is where it gets real. I can't get too far into this pasture and stuff here. I'll never finish this evangelistic message. <laughs> Y'all got quiet on me. Y'all, you remember what we was doing a few minutes ago? Amen. Why don't we do a little bit of that right now? Amen. <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah come on somebody tell them say it takes work to row sometimes come on sometimes it makes it we gotta sometimes we gotta dig deep and find out how bad we really want it amen Come on, the Lord said, go to the other side. It was just a simple little phrase. Amen. They didn't know what was in store, but God knew what was in store. Amen. Come on, the Lord knew exactly what was going on. Come on, the scripture says that it was in the fourth watch of the ninth, about three o'clock in the morning. Amen. Come on, they were tired. They were just probably at the point of fatigue, worn out, bailing and rowing, bailing the ship out, rowing pulling, trying to make it across and all of a sudden walking on the sea. There come Jesus. This was a dimension that they had never seen him but won't minister and this is a dimension that they had never seen him in before. They knew that he was Joseph and Mary, the, the carpenter, the, the, the man from, from Nazareth but they didn't know him as the sea walker. Come on, they, they, they saw a dimension that they had never seen before when he divided the loaves and the fishes. Come on, but in the midst of that trial they saw a dimension and they saw a side of God that they had never seen before. Come on, they got a fresh revelation of who God was in that in that ship crossing that sea of Galilee. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. The trial may be battering you and bruising you. Come on, but the result is worth it because you can get a fresh revelation of who God is in the midst of your storm. Come on, somebody put your hands together and help me. Hallelujah. Come on, he wasn't rowing his boat. Come on, but he was taking, let's just say, the heavenly bypass. Come on, I don't know if he suspended gravity. Come on, Brother Joe, I don't know if he changed the molecular structure of that water. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. Amen, it was something transcending happening. It was something supernatural happening. 
Come on, we've got a very small window in the way from the word of God to the spiritual realm. There's so much going on around us and all of that we don't understand and we don't know. I don't know how it happened. I know it happened. That's all that I know. I don't know if he suspended gravity. I don't know. It blows my mind. I think about it when I think about it. The natural laws of the universe were pushed aside whenever God said, I need to meet my disciples. I got to show them something. Come on. He was, they, they, they had pledged their fidelity to him and him and he to them. Come on. They, Jesus was not going to leave them hanging in their hour of need when they needed him the most. He came to them walking on the water. The very thing that was causing them problems. The water. Humanity has so many things that causes us problems. So many things that cause us to be distracted. That cause us to be discouraged. That can kill us. Amen. Peter was probably a very good swimmer. He was a born and bred fisherman. He was probably a very good swimmer. He made his living in the water. He could probably swim like an otter. He was probably a very good swimmer. But he was still in a place, in a predicament, where he could not rescue himself with his own physical abilities. You see, sometimes we get caught up on leaning on the arms of flesh. Come on, but, but, but God knows how to show up in the fourth watch of the night. He knows how to show up just when we need him the most. Just when we are in despair thinking this may not turn out too good. I'm too tired. I'm too weak. I don't know which direction is the shore. It's, it's too many clouds. I can't even see if I was to fall out of the boat. I don't even know which direction to swim in. And he showed up. They were out there pushing, persevering, persisting, striving against the wind, striving against the waves, striving against the fleshly carnal things. And here comes the Lord striding out there on the ocean. You know it was a fresh new dimension for him because when you read it, Back, they, the scripture says when he got in the boat, those that were in the boat began to worship him and said, surely, surely thou art the son of God. That was not think, there was no Trinitarian theistic doctrines, I mean, the tritheistic doctrines whenever there was, whenever the children of Israel, I mean, whenever Matthew was writing this and the children of Israel were living in this era, in this time, when they said he is the son of God, they said he is the manifestation of God. Surely, this is the manifestation of God. You know why I think it was Peter that got the revelation? I can't prove this. You know why I think it was Peter? Because when Jesus was walking on that water and he said, be of good cheer, it is I. Peter said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto you. And the Lord said, come. 
And Peter just began to step out. And I know he sank. I know that he fell, that he faltered. I don't know if it was two steps or ten steps or 40 yards or 50 yards. Come on, I don't know how long it was. But somewhere along the way, he got distracted and he began to let the things, the wind began to discourage him. His faith faltered and failed a little bit. But Peter is still the only man that ever tapped into the supernatural and was able to walk on the water. Come on, I know all of you, I know you've been waiting for the punchline all this time. You went, you ran ahead of me. Come on, but you need to just think about this for a minute. When the Lord said, who do men say that I am? Peter stood up and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Come on. Peter was the only one that did something that nobody else had done. All the rest of the disciples were there when they when they when they fed the five thousand. All the disciples, all the disciples were there when he healed the blind, when he raised the dead. All the other disciples were a part of it. But Peter was the only one that mustered the courage and the faith to say, God, I want in on whatever you're doing right now. God, I'm tired of rowing. I'm tired of pulling. I'm tired of straining. God, I see that you've got a better way to do this. God, I see that there is a better way to do this. God, God, I don't want to just keep doing this by my flesh. God, but I want to tap into the supernatural. Come on, I wonder if there's anybody in the house tonight that would just say, God, I'm tired of fighting these things on my own. I'm tired of fighting the everything that's coming against me, every storm. Come on, stand with me. Every trial, every tempest, I'm tired of fighting all these things on my own. Hallelujah. He told him, be of good cheer. Come on. When they couldn't get to Jesus, Jesus came to them. Come on. He said, be of good cheer. The answer to your problem is here. Can I get an amen from somebody? When he arrives, all fear has to flee. Come on, somebody say it. Fear has to flee. When he arrives, all worry has to withdraw. Amen. When he arrives, all doubt begins to dissipate. Amen. Come on, when the wave walker walks into your storm, come on, you know everything is going to be all right. Come on, I've got a word from somebody tonight. It's simple. It's simplistic. Here it is. Be of good cheer. Be not afraid. You want to know a good rule of thumb for living for God? Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and leave all the rest of it alone. That's about all the politics Jesus ever had right there. That's Jesus' politics 101. It's frustrating. It's aggravating. Our minds can get contorted, confused. We can even get mad at our brothers and sisters in the Lord. But all that is tolling and striving in the natural realm. But I believe Peter got a glimpse of the supernatural realm. I don't know how it happened. We just got a small window from, in, from this word of what's actually going on in the spiritual realm. Come on, I don't know. Maybe, maybe when, when we get to heaven, we might all be able to walk on water. 
Come on, they, they, were, they were trying to just put Jesus in a box. And he was saying, this is how it's done. Come on, this is the level I want to take you to. Come on, there's no such thing as hunger in heaven. There's no such thing as pain and sadness and hurting in heaven. My Lord. Woo! The problems that are about to sink your boat can become the platform for a fresh new revelation of God in your life.